Welcome to another episode of Trees and Lines. On this episode, Annie Rafferty, Director of Contract Education and Training and Development at Butte College, she joins us to talk about facilitating industry-driven people in the training programs offered by Butte College. Annie is an accomplished global talent development professional and has some great insight in her approaches for career development in the industry. Have a listen. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Annie. It's been a while since we've talked. It sure has, Phil. It's good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, we had Larry Abernathy on not long ago, and uh, Larry is so excited, and he's just such a good advocate for the programs you have out there that we wanted to come around and talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the details. So really appreciate your joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then just a real quick overview of the tree worker and pre-inspection training you're doing. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Phil. So I'm I'm the director here at U College for our workforce training and development. And I also hold a role as executive director of our Upskill California Utility Line Clearance Arborist Program and our pre-inspector program that's been invested and in, uh, funded by Pacific Gas and Electric. Um, so it's a little bit about my background and we work with employers upskilling their workers and then we also, out of our units here uh, in the California Community Colleges, uh, focus on program development for a pipeline of workers um, to be able to, in this field, safely perform the work out in the field. So That's it's incredible. a wow. rather unique approach you've taken because it's just not Butte College, right? Yeah. This is a network of colleges? That's correct. And so back in 2019, when we all sat around the table and said, hey, what's the vision? What's our goal? Who do we want to have involvement in this program? And it was not just a lens on Butte College. It was a lens on California and how we can engage our California community colleges across the state. So the Upskill California Network, we have about 42 or so colleges that are in that network. And of those, we identified where the workers were needed and selected the colleges in those areas to implement this program that is so very needed um, for consistency across California um, with access for utility contractors and the utilities in those particular uh, areas. And the tree worker training, it's a five-week program still? So the, yes, the Arborist Project is a five weeks, 200 hours, and that allows an individual to to, in the first week, get the certifications that they um, have an opportunity of earning while exploring the career and understanding um, what the rest of their life actually could look like uh, and how excited that they can get about the work that they can contribute to. And so that first week offers certifications uh, with Flagger, First Aid and Safety and CPR, uh, in the EHAP, uh, the Electrical Hazardous Awareness Program certification. Uh, and they also get an OSHA 10 card. So if during the first during week, the first they, week just... they decide that maybe it's not for them, it allows us to work with that individual and you know provide them a pathway maybe to a different industry. And then they have those safety cards that are preparing them ready for hire uh, for another type of job. But then we two things get interesting and they, we get into mobile equipment and how to operate that equipment. 
Uh, and then the course continues to build on with week three of chainsaw chipper grounds operations. And then week four, things get exciting. We get them up in the trees uh, with climbing. And then f- week five is when we bring all the certifications together um, around the particular areas that are involved with the training. So it's five week, 200 hours um, for them to get excited and confident um, in performing those skills safely. So how many students have been able to go through so far? Well, we are in class number 47 uh, for the state of California, and we have 525 workers with uh, another additional 16 that are coming out of a class from uh, College of the Sequoias here uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, so today's Friday, and um, they often would not be working, but today the, the class is in operation down at Folsom Lake. And we have a great crew down there of 20 California Conservation Corps members um, who are given an opportunity to career pathway into the utility arborist uh, industry. And so uh, that's exciting for those individuals to be able to demonstrate um, their year commitment with the California Conservation Corps really positions them uh, in a way that helps them determine which pathway that they would like to explore for themselves. Annie, you've always been, um, have you always been involved in training and development? Like that's your core background? Um, I have. I uh, Prior to joining Butte College, um, I worked for a company on the East Coast for 23 years and um, worked as a frontline employee. Uh, and over the 23 years, uh, continued to move upward within the organization. And when I left that company, we I was the senior vice president of our global training operations and we had uh, 40 offices in nine countries. And our goal always was to provide consistent training amongst those off- offices according to an ISO standard. And so, and I went through the community college uh, over in Bucks County Community College in Pennsylvania and uh, also continued over at Ryder University and then earned my uh, master's degree at St. Joe's University in Philadelphia. And, but that yep. part of that journey was that engagement and family that I, I belonged to with the company. And they invested in me and offered me and our employees that upward mobility and that opportunity to grow within the company. And so when this position uh, came here at Butte College and saw the network of California Community Colleges about 15 years ago now, um, I saw that same opportunity to be able to give back and lean into that worker and lean into that company that is really making an investment in that worker and how they can how they can stay. So, um, so I, I understand yeah. what that feels like, and um, and that's how I I got involved with training and development. I started out on the quality side, and then I said, "There's got to be a science around," you know. Yeah. Are, are you somewhat agnostic to um, industry? Like w- when you think of training and development, like if we were talking about aerospace or we were talking about technology, like what what do you believe it runs through the DNA of a good training and development program that any industry can adopt, apply? You know, like as an organizational leader, um, I – recognize how important it is to continue. It's continuous learning, right? It's making sure that the people in your organization, including yourself, um, 
are constantly learning and understanding how the market is changing, how to deal with complex situations and be prepared. So for you, like as, as an architect of this, what sits at the root of it, of any good program? Yeah, it's a great question. Getting to the root of what either problem you're seeking to solve or the actual job or task that you're seeking to be proficient is digging down into the job itself. And with our utility project, we performed that job task analysis um, prior to being, you know, to focusing on the design of the program. And so what's most important is that you're training the right areas that allow an individual to have repetition especially with a skill, a skill that's being performed, that they can develop that skill in a concentrated area, a focused environment, a safe environment with the right professional expert trainers around them to guide that skill. And so equally as important are the learning objectives and the content and the art form and the design of the training is the instructor that is carrying that message and how they use their five core competencies to be able to engage the individual and understand. Because as adult learners, we all come with a previous experience of performing a task or an understanding of the knowledge that's involved that impacts the work that we do. And it's the job of that instructor. It's the critical role that they carry and being able to tap into understanding where that individual's coming from and what new skill they need to develop so that they, if they're bringing in, and many of our trainees have brought in other uh, experience into the classroom. And what's most important is understanding how to modify that behavior if necessary and ensure that if we have you know two people performing the job next to one another, it looks like a really fantastic ballet or maybe a Irish river dance that everybody's doing the same <laughs> orchestrated, uh, right. you know, choreography together. And, and in this industry, from a safety <laughs> perspective, that's, what's most critical. This individual is going to yep. go out and form a job with a crew and it might not be the same crew every single time. Mm -hmm. And so how can we empower them to be their, best selves and also be aware of the crew around them in a safe way through those communication skills. But getting back to your, your question, how do I see things? I can, it's like, I used to say we were the liberal arts of, of college for my former company because we served so many organizations in different industries and the same here at the colleges, we serve multiple industries. And being able to hone in on what is the skill that the worker needs to perform or what is the problem that we're seeking to solve. So is it rework? Is it injuries? Is it a retention issue? People aren't feeling good about their job. And what aren't, what are they not feeling good about when it comes to their job? So getting to the root cause issue or the root of the job task that's being performed, that's what's really fun about this work. Because you're not wasting people's time. We're getting, we're getting to the heart of the matter. So when Phil and I, when you and I were sitting around the table of what do we want this program to look like? Well, 
Is this just a post-campfire Butte College project? No. As long as trees grow, people are going to have a job. And this is a California Mm -hmm. opportunity. And how do we how do we invite that that engagement with key stakeholders? And so being able to, you know, pull the camera back and really look at what are we seeking to do together gets really exciting and rewarding, which is what you also experienced with Larry around the, the real passion of getting people to feel good about their jobs. So Larry and I compared notes both in the, you know, 40, 50 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what you're talking about has always been the responsibility of the service provider, the contractor that's going to hire the tree worker. Uh, how they've responded to this and, uh, you know, is the utility seeing a difference in the training? So uh, the, the beauty of this program is a we. There's no I in in an individual college or an individual utility contractor. What is most impressive around this program is we build a foundation with six, seven, eight utility contractors engaged in the facilitation. Multiple different, I mean, this it's a very competitive environment when it comes to utility contractors of, you know, who gets to perform work in particular areas, right? And they're all together and often in a classroom together, serving and developing that trainee. And so what's important about that is from the owners of the company, their continual questions of the utility contractors is, Annie, what do you need? How can I help you? What else can we be doing to grow this program? We have such a strong foundation with these skills trainings that um, are being conducted that it's important that we sustain that. And that was one of our goals. You know, our goals were attract, train, retain, and sustain. So very clear and simple. And they're all engaged around the table. uh, And that's an ongoing conversation and is not something that anybody was willing to sit a book on the shelf and say, oh, that was a really great program we did back in a day. And remember when we had everybody involved? It's a, it's a lean-in approach um, and a continual process improvement of what we we're doing together and building on that. So that's the, from the utility contractor perspective. From a Pacific Gas and Electric, so Cal Edison and San Diego Gas and Electric perspective, they attend our graduations. They see the individuals meet and achieve their milestones through that graduation. Uh, We've been able to leverage the Zoom to be able to include our national and state partners, including legislative uh, curious individuals about the program. And so uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, what Somebody asked me the question, well, what else do you need from PG&E? And I was, I was kind of taken back, and I said, well, I can tell you that you know, PG&E has been uh, you know, between uh, weekly involvement, graduation involvement, how, how are we continually looking to improve and see the graduates come out of this class, bring diversity with females. We have, about a, we have a consistent 12 to 13%. Uh, female population attending the classes. And yeah, it's so exciting. And so uh, what I have, uh, I have found that we're really grateful for 
is that PG&E didn't say, oh, here's your funding and good luck colleges. Um, we know we believe in you and give us like a cheerleader pom-pom kind of speech. I think what has been important is that they've paid attention to the outcomes mm-hmm. and the investment wasn't just a nice to have. This is a need to have. And yep. it, it's the future. So in you know, learning, especially from folks like yourself, Phil and Larry, that have been in the industry for a really long time, is this consistency and how one was trained, you know, this back to the science and the art form of training is if you look at that from a data perspective, that skill would have been trained in slightly different ways, a little bit about whatever that individual brought to that learner at the moment. And what's most important is being able to have that consistent delivery across, across the map. And the utilities have leaned into that with excitement because they see that they too matter and the professionalism of the career integrated as a career technical education program. It's currently a fee-based contract education project and program here within the college. The long-term vision that someone young can see that when they look at, you know, hashtag outdoor careers, what does that look like? And they could get into the U.S. Forest Service. They could get into Cal Fire. They could get involved with a a local fire council. But there's this arborist and utility job that was kind of hidden behind door number two. And that visibility that PG&E has invested in is what's most important from people not knowing about this this as a job or a career. Yeah. You kind of hit it on the head um, because it feels like not just in California, but as you move across the U S um, you know, not a lot of people know that this is an actual path and um, it's an important path. It's one that's growing um, and there's a lot of technical elements to it. Um, so the fact that you guys are taking on that responsibility of, you know, education and training, we don't see enough of it. So hopefully you guys have kicked off something that's going to, you know, trickle across the U S as well. What, what is something that, or what are a handful of things that you see as bogeys right now? You know, some of the challenges, um, sounds like you've got good partners, you have some funding, but what are some of your concerns, some of the risks that you're, you're dealing with, um, as you're continuing to work through this program? Uh, one of the education opportunities that we have is that at the college's We don't only produce a pipeline of a new worker. The unit that I'm responsible for in the Upskill California units, 95% of our work besides this project are working with an employer to determine that career pathway for the worker. That is a relationship with the employer and how to, you know, progress that individual either from a technical skill Um, or a leadership skill. And so getting out that message that we're not, you know, only focused on a pipeline is super important because that that train needs to continue to run. But now being able to look at what are the areas that the existing workers and alongside with our IBW partners here in California, how can we be a great partner for that utility contractor and the utilities that you know, I've always asked the question because I come from a lean and an ISO background. 
of how are we efficiently providing training for the person, but how are we also efficiently and cost-effectively for the organization and everyone involved, not having everybody drive all over the place. I usually, I usually say, so tell me more about that certification that you need and where do you need to go to get that? And so instead of driving, and that's non-productivity time, that's cost of the travel, and also uh, wear and tear for the worker, what's involved and what's the environment that we could create locally, their community college, that they can tap into that community college and be able to access it. So I see us being able to grow addressing the existing workers' skills, uh, provide facilities for that ongoing training, and that allows the contractor, the utility contractor, to continue to work on their work. Not that training's like, you know, outsourced. It's we're a partner, and when there are particular situations that occur, we just had a significant amount of, um, you know, snow, unusual. So all the soils are wet and trees are, you know, got a lot of storm work that's occurring. That's a different type of work. And so how is safety for the worker during that type of condition, which is, you know, 360 opposite of hot summers, dry, you know? And so what does that, what does that condition look like for the worker out? Um, in the field. And we've been kind of asking ourselves that question more recently because we have a pre-inspector project that we haven't talked about yet. And that is about an individual that could play a role with that crew who really understands and could be the, you know, like uh, similar to a flagger um, who's guiding traffic, a safety individual on the crew who is assessing other trees that could be conditions that um, could present a problem to the crew. There's always new things that show up because our environments are always changing, but we've got a lot of smart people around the, uh, around the project and around the work that uh, the space and the utilities do. So I don't remember the four or five things, attract, train, retain, uh, obvious metrics someday. Do you have anything yet? Uh, we do. So um, from a traction perspective, you know, we've been able to build partnerships with our California Conservation Corps, um, our, our California Workforce Association, where our WIO awards um, are individuals who are either unemployed or underserved populations. So we've been collecting uh, primarily uh, initial demographics of the individuals who've been uh, coming into the attract goal of, of that pipeline. And, but over the next year, and we currently have a good jobs challenge through the federal to Department of Commerce, federal um, government project that we have here in the North State with our foundation for the California Community Colleges. And uh, part of that, we're going to be collecting uh, more demographics so that we could start to look at the importance of partnering with our tribal communities and engaging other organizations that are all on the same path to help our environments be safe living communities and be able to still keep the power on and live safely. So being able to expand our attraction by all of our partners, there's a lot of those synergies that are starting, um, I shouldn't say starting, continue to align because um, it's always like a good conversation or a good relationship where it's like, that's a great idea. And it's not always uh, 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 just a concept. It's great idea to action. Like, how are we? Okay, let's do that, and then we're then we're all doing it. 
um, and what does uh, what does that look like? Some of the other metrics uh, we've been tracking are the proficiencies within the training, and the we have this fantastic DACOM, which is called Developing a Curriculum, is the job task analysis, where we have um, of all of the jobs that are required for the arborist, what are the tasks associated with that? So we did a, an update to that back in December. And so taking that map, we then align each area of the curriculum. And it's, you know, it's kind of like a really great game board that is color coded according to the areas that we address those job tasks that are being performed. And so the measures of that, Phil, are is what our uh, next area for all of the learners. So we collect, we have tests that they have to complete, uh, both written and proficiency score tests. Uh, we use the Tree Care Industry Association um, Year One Apprentice Program, and so also looking at the Year Two, uh, because what this individual is exposed to within the 200 hours um, does creep into other awareness that um, is in that other program that we've been working with uh, TCIA on, uh, and this next two, you know, 2.0 of of our program that we're going to be. Uh, evaluating here in 2023 in the next, it's like the next couple of weeks here, uh, we'll be taking what we did in December and updating it. So that's what's most important. It's not a, it's, it's not a, just a book on a shelf. This is a ongoing program that we take a continuous process improvement approach to. So those metrics are, are going to be important, Um, especially when it comes to the utility contractor back to the person who may move from contractor to contractor, the data that we can help as a college collect and inform the utilities and the contractors where those workers may move around uh, because, you know, we had trainees down in San Diego, 20 Conservation Corps members graduate from our class. And that Monday, the Dixie fire broke out and they came up here to Northern California to fight on that fire and had a proficiency and a skill. So, so we know confidently that as those workers move around, how can we also share their performance metrics um, according um, that's to great. what the standard is? Yeah. Yeah. We talked to Larry a little bit about the, you know, kind of following the life cycle of your student. Um, and basically, you know, you've got 500 folks that have come in and through the program and um, being able to track their impact and their performance relative to maybe someone who has not had that formalization, I think is very important to, to show, Hey, this is working. Like, um, you know, cause I think what you're doing, um, seems like it can be, um, scaled, uh, with other States, other utility partners, the whole community college concept. I think it's really, it's a very clever approach to, um, building an awareness, building a pipeline, uh, supporting an industry and a community. It's, it's, it's a, you guys are doing great work. This is really impressive. Thank you. It's super rewarding. I do think that um, we have found with our committees, and uh, there's been a couple of different national organizations um, that Larry and I have participated in. And then I'm getting, you know, calls. We get letters of support from uh, different universities and colleges that are interested in, hey, when you're ready, how, how can we learn from you? Uh, and likewise, it's a two-way street because I think in the natural resources uh, programs, an individual trying to find their own career pathway, it's up to us 
to design the career path that says, here are all the opportunities that you can explore that leaning into your own strengths that you can contribute to. We need smart inspectors out there. We need people super curious about the biology and the tree risk assessments that, and, you know, the qualification of the hazards that are out there that are written in the prescriptions that are documented um, on, you know, on that particular job. And so everybody can find a space and a job uh, that can bring them alive. And that's our role as educators and as employers as well is to tap that talent and find out, okay, what brings you alive? Because your spirit and your skill and knowledge is going to contribute to the bottom line here for us all to be successful together. So talk to us a little bit about other states or other utilities. Can it be taken elsewhere and what would that involve? Yes, it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, that would just broaden the perspective from a region, right? So different uh, uh, regions all have uh, cultural uh, cultural and environmental issues that are particular to that area. Uh, what, what the beauty is, is that, you know, do a save as is engaging the partners and with the, you know, with the right energy and um, the right chemistry of the people in the room. Um, this is certainly an opportunity others um, can replicate, you know, working close with, uh, you know, with Stevens Point. And, and being able to provide that pathway of the professional training that the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point has, that's also been important to us, too, is staying close to that. Because, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, an individual could move. You know, I, we, we look at how workers move in this industry and what what's our responsibility and commitment so that somebody says, oh, I, I came from that upskill California community college and utility partner project over on the West coast. And I'm now here on the East coast. We want that. We want that individual to carry the credibility that that individual can perform the job safely. And so I think that there's a great opportunity here at working with the utility Arborist association um, in particular um, has been critical to you know, providing ongoing education and resources uh, to those individuals. When somebody graduates from our program, they get a one-year membership uh, TUAA, and we encourage that at their graduation. Uh, and working with Dennis Fallon and uh, his team, we also have a, a stipend program that pg invested in, similar to the uh, University of wisconsin Stephen Point scholarships. And we developed a program for stipends, for UAA to be able to pay the workers who, you know, it's kind of a hardship. Oh, honey, our partner, I'm going to go take a five-week class for 200 hours, and we're not going to have any income for a while, and I think I'm going to get a job afterwards. So that um, that's a hardship for an individual. So uh, working with UAA, that's another piece that um, I didn't mention earlier, uh, but you know, to your question, Phil, that this larger scale opportunity, um, honing in on particular areas of the United States, um, I, I, I can see that. I, I, I come from that uh, centralization, but uh, global look at the same time. 
And it's been important to us to really check in with those other state and national partners and um, some communications we've had up in Canada, too. Canadians, so well, that's great. Um, well, Annie, this was uh, this is a really great opportunity for us to to chat with you. Um, I feel like this is a conversation we're going to want to continue to revisit in in future uh, podcasts to kind of monitor what you guys are up to. And you know, Phil and I are out in California from time to time, uh-huh. so we should love to s- sit down with you and and keep the keep the conversation going. But thank you for uh, making time today. Well, thank you for reaching out and your curiosity yep. about the program would uh, welcome you to participate in any of our Zoom graduations. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would love to. Got one coming up next week. I'll send you an invite and yeah, please uh, do. and then you could see from firsthand from the learner's perspective uh, what their takeaways are uh, from the yep. program. And yes, I, I I would welcome keeping in touch. Um, appreciate Phil, uh, you in particular, uh, and UAA's interest in this program and leadership since 2019. Because you know we can't we we can't do this alone. And um, having and having that commitment has been really critical to the confidence in us being able to build the right program uh, for to meet the right needs. So. It's fantastic. And Annie had the energy to get it done. <laughs> no, congratulations. And hey. uh, please do send us that invite because uh, somebody from our organization will will be present for it. So That would be great. Annie, I'll mention my career started in Bucks County, Pennsylvania as well. So. Oh, it did. <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah, it did. Right out there probably on the main line somewhere. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in that same area. And so we have that um, that shared east coast to west coast and let's uh let's keep that good energy going very good thanks for joining us thank you very much all right thank you that's it for this episode of the trees and lines podcast brought to you by iapetus infrastructure services if you like the show please give us a rating of five stars on apple or spotify If you have any questions or comments on any of our episodes or ideas for topics or guests in the future, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us at treesandlines at iapetusllc.com. We'll chat with you soon.